Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. They haven't won a World Series in a century or so. So what? They're here. Every April, they're here. The 105 or 705, there is a game. If it gets rained out, guess what? They make it up to you. Does anyone else in your life do that? It's time for Hit and Run. Don't try to strike everybody out. Strikeouts are boring. Besides that, they're fascists. Throw some ground balls. It's more democratic. Cubs and White Sox conversation every Sunday morning till Cubs first pitch. Any bet against my Sox this series is a sucker bet. Of course, I'm not a gambling man. Hosted by Matt Spiegel. I want the absolute truth here. Are you 100%? Yeah, what I about something like that you better you want to make this team connecting with you the baseball fanatic there's no crying in baseball no crying hit and run on sports radio 670 the score 670 the score.com and the radio.com app good morning to you baseball fans yes it's september And rosters expand. That's what September means to you, baseball people. Not the pesky return of college football cluttering your baseball Saturdays. Not the impending return of the NFL on Thursday. Although I'm kind of excited about that myself. But anyway, not that. No, no, no. What you're excited about is this final year of teams being allowed to have up to 40 people on their rosters for September. You know this is the final year, right? Next year, it's a maximum of 28 for every team in baseball for the month of September. And that will be a different kind of thing. But as of right now, rosters expand and August is done. And it feels a little like fall this morning in terms of the temperature. But guess what? It's going to rise up today. I heard, and if this is correct, and I, I believe everything that Johnny, my Uber driver, told me this morning, I believe we're headed towards 83 degrees today. 83. And if that's true, that means a lot of things to you, score listeners. It means a lot. And it means that summer is not yet done. It means we must band together as we rage against the dying of the light that is the baseball season because there's a lot to come. A lot to come on this show, and that's for sure, and we'll tell you about that in a minute. But do you remember yesterday? You remember yesterday I was, like, all hyped up about the Cardinals having to play five games over the course of, like, 52 hours. Doubleheader yesterday. Doubleheader today for the Cardinals. And then they've got a day game tomorrow. Um, And I'm like, man, this is going to be big things. It's going to be big things, very possibly for the standings. The Cardinals are going to be taxed. They had a 26th man yesterday. Then the rosters expand today. But still, their their pitching staff is going to be taxed. They might be in trouble against these Reds. And maybe there can be some movement in the standings. Well... Zach, did you roll in that highlight? Did you roll in that very sad highlight? Because after the Cubs lost 2 nothing uh, in a game where the only extra base hit was a double by Cole Hamels. It's the only extra base hit for the Cubs. After they lost uh, and the Cardinals had 
fallen behind 2-0 in the first game, but then came all the way back and won big 10-6 to behind Dakota Hudson, the rookie, who I believe with his 14th win. And then at night, the Cardinals are trailing 2-0. They score one late, and then it's the ninth, and it's 2-1, and then it's 2-2, and then it's this. The 2-2 pitch. Carpenter, base hit! Here comes Molina! He's being waved in! Relay to the plate! Save! He's safe! Carpenter comes through! It's a sweep of the doubleheader! Yeah, so uh, so much for that, huh? So I was like, hey, Cardinals are going to be possibly in trouble. No, no, no. Uh, what happens is they sweep the first doubleheader at Bush Stadium since 1992. They finished August at 18-9. and nine. They are impressive in every facet of the baseball game uh, these days and this month, and they are now two and a half games up on the Chicago Cubs in the National League Central. Cardinals' devil magic continues to be in action. Apparently, Johnny was wrong when he said 83. It's 73. Johnny, I still love you. But 73 is going to be the high for today. That still will be nice. That'll still feel summer-esque, summer-ish. And uh, maybe you, Darvish, can pitch well for the Cubs today against Gio Gonzalez. That pregame will start at 945 right here. Uh, or, excuse me, 1245 on 670. The score with our man Zach Zabin. It, it's going to be a, a good day at Wrigley today. It's Lee Smith Day. They're going to honor Lee Smith. Lee Smith has been uh, around the past couple of days. He was on Inside the Clubhouse yesterday. He was part of a, a really remarkable Madden's post at Joe Madden's post yesterday after the post game. Madden and Ron Coomer, along with Rick Sutcliffe and Fergie Jenkins and Goose Gossage and Lee Smith all together. My goodness. I don't know what you guys were doing yesterday after post post. Maybe you were out there living your life, but that was some um, amazing, amazing radio. And we're going to try to bring back a chunk of that for you in the noon hour, just leading right up to Cubs pregame, because it was very rare, rare kind of opportunity to have all those guys together on this radio station yesterday. Uh, but here's what's coming up today on the show. A little bit later in the hour, my guy Chris Kamko with Cam Connections, the Sultan of Stat from NBC Sports Chicago. Will join us with uh, nuggets on uh, on both teams on both sides of town uh, that only he can bring you in the ten o'clock hour. Latroy Hawkins, you remember Latroy Hawkins, former Cub, former Rocky, former Twin, former lots and lots and lots of teams, Phillies, I believe. Uh, Latroy Hawkins, who now does some uh, some ball games for the Minnesota Twins, among other things. When he was growing up in Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, not Louisiana, Paris, France, New York, or Rome. When he was growing up in Gary, Indiana, LaTroy Hawkins' idol was Lee Smith. So we want to talk about that as well as pitching in the ninth, as well as the Twins and all of that. But we'll talk with LaTroy Hawkins at 1020 and very much looking forward to that. Uh, Jim Margalis, Sox Machine, at Sox Machine on Twitter. Um... It has always been a really good, interesting, knowledgeable, thoughtful, in my opinion, fair-minded White Sox blogger of of deep-seated passion, and he's got some feelings on this year's this year's rebuild this this particular year in the context of the White Sox rebuild. 
that uh, that I think are really interesting and we need to discuss. So we'll talk to him at the top of the 11 o'clock hour. And then Tyler Kepner from the New York Times covers all things national baseball. I know he's going to be at Yankee Stadium today. We'll talk about the American League race. We want to talk about some MLB-wide pitching trends with him. And uh, his book, K, which is about 10 pitches. Each chapter is about a different pitch in the history of the game is really is really really cool. So we'll we'll talk about that in the context of everything. Meanwhile, along the way, your phone calls, your texts, your tweets are not merely welcome; they are elemental uh, to the uh, uh, completion of the broadcast. So three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Phone lines are open right now. You can text us at six seventy eleven. You can tweet me at Matt Spiegel six seventy and do it right now, and we can talk about all sorts of things: Cubs and Sox. All right, so Cubs roster expands, and it expands by one you already know about, and that's from yesterday. Ben Zobrist is here. Ben Zobrist is going to speak to the media, we believe, at some time this morning, and we will uh, bring that to you. We'll either bring it to you live, or if we're in the middle of something else, or it catches anybody by surprise, we will bring it back to you very quickly after he speaks to the media, uh, he is going to speak to his teammates first. One assumes that took place yesterday um, because he was there long after that game was over. As a lot of writers and other media types were up there in the press box, they were tweeting video and stills of Ben Zobrist taking batting practice and taking some grounders there at Wrigley Field, having a one-man workout. And he's been on the restricted list since May 8th, hasn't played since May 6th. It is three months and three weeks of Ben Zobrist sorting his life out with a divorce and with children's lives and futures to figure out and their school years to prepare for, their summers to contend with, his legal proceedings with a pending divorce. It has been three months and three weeks of this Cubs organization being extraordinarily patient, human, and supportive to Ben Zobrist. And just look at what has happened. And maybe you got some of these final details uh, yesterday. He, over these past few months, as he's been sorting stuff out, and then he decides to come back, when it was time to try and come back, they let him essentially play on the weekends at whatever level of the organization was convenient for his family. Four different affiliates he traveled to. Most of them nearby. Sometimes he'd join an affiliate when they were on the road and they were fairly nearby. So he played for four different affiliates over the past month. Then he went home and the Cubs sent a group of pitchers to his home area in Nashville so he could keep working out and keep simulating MLB-like at-bats. Three months and three weeks. Yes, this is a kind of treatment that almost none of us would get. It's a kind of consideration and time that none of us would get. These men are not us. They do not work in the industry that we work in. They make millions. They are part of a multi-billion dollar industry. We all wish that our employers would show us this kind of consideration. I understand. I've heard from so many of you who have been grumpy or bitter or just kind of dismayed or whatever it is the feeling about how long Ben has been given. Look, in some societies, it is more common to give this kind of consideration, this kind of treatment. Frankly, we all 
or most of us, deserve this kind of care, this kind of treatment, if we're going through something in our lives. But we don't get it. And I'm sure that, that you have experienced not getting it if your life has, has taken a hit like this, right? And, but these men, these ballplayers, are subject to the whims of their employer, just like us. And some of those employers, not all, but some, but some of those employers have the humanity and the empathy that the Cubs do. This is how they deal, at least on the baseball side, as far as we know, right? This is how they deal with their employees. And especially, yes, when they are also competitive assets. They are assets, not asshats, in an incredibly popular game that has never been played. Asset or asset, coming soon to the score. But yes, they are competitive assets. Remember, this is, this is uh, on some level, how they dealt with Addison Russell. With humanity. With attention to trying to help them resume their lives, resume their careers. And Addison, not as established, certainly not as beloved, but also a player, an employee, a teammate, and yes, a competitive asset. The way they've dealt with Ben Zoberst and given him the length of time, given him this chance, and get, then given him every competitive opportunity, every, every strategic baseball opportunity to get back in it. Four different affiliates sending pitchers down to Nashville. To help him simulate at bats. Making sure he's active yesterday before midnight. So he will be eligible for the postseason should they make it. I'm sure Ben Zobrist feels a tremendous amount of gratitude for the way the Cubs have supported him. The way that they have enabled him this summer to deal with his life and allowed him to deal with his life. And then enabled him to make this comeback and have a chance as as a man, as a ball player, as a 38-year-old career ball player who has had a tremendous career, for him to have a chance to go out on his own terms, as opposed to having his career ended by uh, a sudden divorce thrown in his face. This is, this is a tremendous treatment that I understand some of you are looking at and thinking, man, that, I, didn't, I didn't get that. My buddy didn't get that. I wouldn't get that. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. But maybe you should. And maybe, you know, maybe some employers can look at this and, and learn from this, right? If you've got, got an opportunity to treat somebody with some compassion, with some, some humanity, do it. The Cubs did, and they chose to. They also benefited from it in multiple ways, as you know. They benefited from the money suddenly being available, the money being available, and they went out and got Craig Kimbrell. They uh, benefited from that very much, and now they'll benefit from Ben Zobrist coming back, and I think he will hit leadoff when he's in the lineup. I don't know if he'll be in the lineup today. Probably not against the lefty Gio Gonzalez, though they've certainly had their troubles hitting lefties, so maybe. Maybe it'll be Ben Zobrist hitting right-handed, leading off today against Gio Gonzalez. We'll get a lineup at some point today. If Hayward's in there, Hayward will probably lead off. But we'll see. And what you're going to get when he's in there, he's good at bats. You're going to get contact. That's what he brings. And it is needed. It is very much needed. 312-644-6767. Come on in and let's talk some baseball here on Hit and Run. This text from the 815, oh my God, stop with the monologue, get to football. 
Good morning, sir. This is a baseball show, and I'll be here all month. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it very much. Going to have some good guests, some fun stuff coming up all month long as we continue because the baseball season isn't over, pal. It's not over, buddy. <laughs> so, no, I will not stop with either the monologue or the baseball. 6711 is how you text. Are you welcoming Ben Zobrist back as the rosters expand? The Cubs are 28th. They are this year in swinging strike percentage. 28th out of 30 teams. That's bad. 30th in contact rate on the year. Out of 30 teams, that's really bad. 30th in contact rate. Ben Zobrist is an 85% career contact hitter. The Cubs are 30th in percentage of pitches in the strike zone. That means that opposing pitchers have been all too happy to throw junk outside the zone knowing that the Cubs will swing at it. Maybe because they're 30th in contact rate. One leads to the other. So Ben Zobrist has a very good career in terms of forcing pitchers to throw pitches in the strike zone. And that actually correlates, these numbers correlate to a loss yesterday uh, in, in, in a way that, that Joe Madden and others commented on that I thought was kind of surprising. So we'll talk about that 2 nothing loss to Milwaukee yesterday. We will talk about the White Sox losing their fifth in a row, now being 15 games under five hundred and having the third out of four bad starts now for Reynaldo Lopez. So we'll talk about that as well. It's hit and run on 670, the score. I'm Matt Spiegel. It's baseball season. And we'll take your phone calls at 312-644-6767. Chris Kampke coming up this hour. Latroy Hawkins next hour. Jim Margulis after that. And Tyler Kepner after that as well. Keep it right here on 670, the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Highlight courtesy of 670 to score. It, uh, that first inning, Cole Hamels didn't give up a lot of hard contact. Guys got on base. Some wildness in there. And then Manny Pino with a little blooper with the bases loaded drives in two runs. And that was that. Really? All day? That's all it's going to be? I mentioned the only uh, the only extra base hit the Cubs had all day was a double by Cole Hamels himself. And then after the game, you might have seen or heard or read Joe Madden saying, actually liked our approach. I thought we uh, were victims of a lot of bad luck. You might have seen or heard Kyle Schwarber saying, it's just one of those days, you know, hit the ball hard a few times, had a couple of bad calls. Schwarber, uh, the victim of a brutal strike three call, by the way, with two men on and and two out. Um, and, you know, it's similar to a week ago when I was talking about Ian Happ being the victim of a, of, of a brutal call. Sometimes you got to protect a little bit, right? Still, that's a bad call. So there's nuance there, as there always is in a moment like that. But so they said that, right? 
And, and I'm not the only one who thought that that actually made some sense. Do you read Jordan Bastion's piece on MLB.com? He, he went through and looked at all the, all, all the stuff yesterday. They hit the ball hard a lot. They hit like, I think they hit seven balls with an exit velocity over 95. They hit a bunch of balls that had more than a 50% expected hit rate based on StatCast. See, this is the thing about some of the analytics now is that even if it hurts your head, just know this. Some of the analytics, all they do is quantify the kind of scouting stuff we've always talked about. When Joe Madden says, man, we hit the ball hard. Uh, I, I thought we did some good things. You can measure that now. You can look at it now. And Jordan did, and he does a really nice job of this, of kind of trying to back up what um, what the players or the coaches say anecdotally and see if it has some backup. And it did. A lot of bad luck yesterday. A lot of babip luck. And if you're watching the game, you saw a bunch of lineouts, right? Hard lineouts, stuff like that. And sometimes that does happen in baseball. The problem is it's a bad moment for any of those kind of things to be happening. Bad moment. Because you do not want to lose this division and go to Washington and play the Nationals in a wild card game. Nationals win again yesterday. I believe they've won seven in a row. Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto are eliciting the kind of comps as a 3-4 hitter combination or 2-3, wherever they're, they're going to play, wherever they play in the lineup. Don Mattingly referenced David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez as he was talking about Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto yesterday. Because what are you supposed to do with those guys? Both of them have unbelievable plate coverage. Both of them can hit it absolutely anywhere in the ballpark, can hit it out of the ballpark. They're incredibly patient. And they're, just, they're just absolutely devilish. Meanwhile, Steven Strasburg struck out 14 yesterday. Those Nationals are... Oof. That is, that's a, that's a real thing. And it's hard to perceive those nationals not being in the final four coming out of that wild card with a win. I think they, they deserve to be. It doesn't always mean that, that the team that deserves to does, but boy, you want to win this division. And now you're two and a half games back are the Chicago Cubs of the Cardinals who swept the doubleheader at Bush for the first time since 1992. Here's a text. Can we just admit the Cubs aren't special? Oh, boy. Um, well, let's define special, shall we? What's special in terms of MLB? They're not the Dodgers or the Astros or the Yankees or the Twins. Um, I don't think they're the Nationals. I don't think they're the Braves. So, yeah, I, I think you can say they're, they're not super special. They, they might be the seventh best team in baseball, might be the eighth best team in baseball. I've I've seen years where the seventh or eighth best team uh, not only made the playoffs but won the whole freaking thing. So let's see. They have a lot of things that are really really good. Anthony Rizzo is back in the lineup. That is nice. Chris Bryant is really good. Wilson Contreras should be back in the coming week. That would be nice. You know who's really good? He pitches today. You Darvish. We'll talk about him a little bit later. There's there's some reasons for you Darvish's. Uh, uh, return to glory and this uh, a couple of huge keys as to why he's been so good lately that I want to talk with you about. We'll talk about why it should continue.
This text, Ben Zobrist was bad when he went on the restricted list. I think he's going to be a big help now is short-sighted. No, it's far-sighted because you're thinking about all the other things that he's done in his career. I gave you the 85% career contact rate. You're thinking about what he was last year, the year before, what he has been in the lineup. Yeah, he was bad. He was uh, also conceivably very distracted by what was going on before he went on the list, before he went away on, uh, on the 6th of May. And also, quality at bats, even if there's not a hit at the end of it, quality at bats is something they need. See a lot of pitches, grind. They need some guys to grind and have needed that. It's gotten better with Nick Castellanos here. And now it should get better with Ben Zobrist here as well, starting today. Bottom of the hour is brought to you by Northwestern Football. Don't miss your chance to watch Big Ten football at Ryan Field this fall as the Big Ten West champion Northwestern Wildcats, led by Big Ten Coach of the Year Pat Fitzgerald. Host Ohio State, Iowa, Purdue, and more. Tickets on sale now at nusports.com. There you go. I talked some football. Just like that. This segment also brought to you by Hint Water. Hint is pure still or sparkling water infused with a variety of fruit essences, including watermelon, blackberry, and cherry. No sugar, no sweeteners, no calories. Available in your local grocery store or at drinkhint.com. Hint, mouthwatering water. Let me talk a little more football. Cody Whitehair has signed a five-year extension for, what is it, $52.5 million? It's uh, a lot of money to give a guard. It's an awful lot of money to give a guard. As you know, he can play center. And he is a stalwart on this offensive line. A very nice draft pick who is now rewarded, according to Adam Schefter, by a five-year extension as a member of the Chicago Bears. And that'll be your football conversation just for, you know, for this portion of, uh, of the hour. Let's go to Mike in Tinley Park on 670 The Score. Mike, you're on Hit and Run. Good morning. Man, first of all, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I thought it was Great. They, they start quoting those analytics when they lose a game with their Sunday softball approach. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to hear that stuff. I, I, do we have a steal sign? Do we have a hit and run sign? Do we have anything that when you get here, we saw this what forty times last year. You don't go out, ratch up some runs. I mean, they're they're just uh, you get tired of seeing this stuff. You're not. You're right. You're you're about the eighth best team with that approach. I, I would have thought maybe Washington. Spanking up real good, showed him, showed him a little bit. I think but, it did, but, though. Don't you think it did, Mike? I think Washington spanking him did show him a little bit, and they bounced back strong. They bounced back strong with a tremendous sweep in New York against some very, very good pitchers. Then they came home and looked terrific in the first game of the Milwaukee series. And then, yeah, they get shut out yesterday 2 nothing. But this is – they're trying to hold on to the vibes and the good feelings of the four-game win streak that preceded yesterday's loss. And I get it. So, look, here's the thing. I actually think there's some merit to what they were saying about the approach yesterday, about, about the results yesterday, how the results didn't come. But uh, this was one uh, that, that, that they actually you know hit the ball pretty well, did a good job of forcing pitchers to throw strikes. And then hit some of those strikes hard, just didn't get the results. So bounce back and win today. And even if it's not fully true, I thoroughly back their decision to believe it. You know what I mean? I completely and utterly understand, support, and back their decision to believe that they are still the team that just won four in a row. Sometimes you ride the roller coaster. Sometimes you don't need to. Man, Zach Davies? Really? I know he only went four and a third. Or two-thirds, whatever it was. But my my God, bounce right the hell back and beat up Gio Gonzalez today. Do it.
I, I support their decision to be delusional, if they're at all delusional, or if there's enough analytics to back it up, go ahead, take it, own it, roll on. This text, why aren't you talking football? Just kidding. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. I'll tell you one thing they did yesterday which drove me crazy. Would you take some more pitches against Josh Hader, please? Will you make him work a little harder? Do you know how many pitches Josh Hader made yesterday to get five outs? Five outs. Zach Withers, how many pitches would you guess that Josh Hader threw yesterday in getting five outs? Because you're making this a point, I'll just guess nine. Twelve. It might as well be nine. Twelve pitches for Josh Hader. The hell. That means he's available for five or six outs today. What are you doing? My God. 670, the score is where you are. This is Riles and Gridley. Good morning, Riles. You're on Hit and Run. What's up, man? Morning, morning, Spigs. Thanks so, for uh, taking my call. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. As a Cardinal fan, the Cubs still have me worried. They're playing better, and, uh, you know, they're a dangerous team. Cardinals are pretty good, too, so we'll see what happens. As I said before, it's a race to 90. I think whichever team gets there is going to win the division. Now, um, one thing that Bruce mentioned yesterday that mm-hmm. I would I – would, has has me very worried and reaching for the Rolades every time he's in. I don't know if you've seen Carlos Martinez. I think he's 16 out of 17 and save opportunities, but every one is a high wire act. It, it has me scared as can be. And, you know, like uh, when you watched, uh, uh, what was the deer hunter, you didn't ex- expect uh, Christopher Walken to go 162 and all, uh, I think that Martinez is kind of do, kind of doing it with mirrors too for the Cardinals. Are you talking about the Russian roulette scene in the Deer Hunter? Oh, absolutely, that's what I like in uh, Martinez in his save opportunities. Oh, oh God. They're, they're 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 crazy. Well, yeah, you know, the Cardinals have the fewest blown saves of any team in baseball. They had the fewest blown saves of any team in baseball in August. They had an opposing. OPS of like 640 for everybody. Their, their pitchers did a terrific job in August, and the Cardinals finish August at 18 and 9. Cubs have been pretty good in August as well, historically. And what they go? I think they went 16 and 12 in this particular August, I believe. I just saw that. Um, I can tell you right now. Um, yeah. So 16 and 12. Since 2015, they are 43 games above 500 in August. A 652 winning percentage. That's good. It's good. But the Cardinals go 18 and 9, and they find themselves now up two and a half games. Cardinals have been very good in every facet with pitchers and hitters and bullpens and, and everything. Just, just flat out getting it done. 670, the score is where you are. Justin is in Hampshire and is now on Hit and Run. Good morning, Justin. What's happening? Morning, Matt. Thanks for taking my call. Okay. You got it. Yeah, it's been an up and down year, and you you, you hear all these people saying how 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 bad they've been and this and that on the road, and, and, and you brought up the Mets series just a few minutes ago. That's exactly what they can do. It's baseball. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Any time you get hot, if the pitching – Pitching to stay consistent and you score some runs, that's what can happen. Look who they beat out there. 
yeah. same thing can happen. Yeah, they, they beat real good pitchers out there. And, and, and that was a nice sign to see. And also John Lester, who will go on Tuesday, was really good. His last time out against the Mets, that was nice to see. Um, there, there were a lot of good things. And then, and then, as I mentioned, game one of this Milwaukee series was great. Jose Quintana has been tremendous. And, and with Darvish and Quintana and Hendricks, and then either Hamels or Lester, and then the other one, of course, you got five of those guys. They all go in a row. They still have the best starting pitching cumulatively. It's just that the sample has gotten smaller. That matters more when you talk about a buck sixty-two than it does when you talk about twenty-nine. What do they have? Twenty-nine games left, I think. Just know this: they got seven in the final ten days against the St. Louis Cardinals. Seven in the final ten. They've got five games left still with the Brewers. After today, uh, they get two with Seattle. Kyle Hendricks goes tomorrow against Justice Sheffield, big-time prospect who was not very good in his, uh, in his first start last week. Um, then they get John Lester on Tuesday against King Felix Hernandez. Remember King Felix? Remember when he was King Felix? He's 1-4 with an ERA of 6.02 is King Felix. But that's your matchup on Tuesday. When uh, I will be fortunate enough to be doing pregame and postgame for the Cubs Radio Network and for 670, the score. Very much looking forward to that. On 670-11 uh, via text, lots of folks uh, with thoughts about Theo, thoughts about mm, several others. Uh, the Nationals are the second-best team in the National League behind the Dodgers. I don't know. Go tell the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves beat up on the White Sox again yesterday. They've got a chance to beat up on the White Sox again today at 5 o'clock Eastern, so 4 o'clock tonight. Julio Tehran goes against Lucas Giolito, appointment television Lucas Giolito, at 410 today on, uh, on WGN. That'll be uh, as the Cubs are theoretically wrapping up with their game against Gio Gonzalez at 120, right here on 670, the score. You Darvish against Gio Gonzalez today. That game will be on TV on NBC Sports Chicago. We borrow their Sultan of Stat, Chris Kampka, every Sunday for Camp Connections. We'll do it when we come back right here on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Welcome back in on 670 The Score. It's Matt Spiegel here with you. It is Hit and Run. Lots going on in baseball these days. The Twins have done it. See what they did? They broke the record for home runs in a season. They hit their 268th home run. That's one more than the Yankees did in 2018. Uh, Oh, by the way, they've got 29 games left. 268 homers. Most ever. They entered the game yesterday with uh, 262 home runs, and then they just kept hitting a bunch of them. And it was Mitch Garver who homered against the uh, Tigers closer, Joe Jimenez, for the 268th homer of the season. That's a six-homer game. Um, what are they? I think they have seven guys with at least 20 on that team already. This is a crazy, crazy, juicy ball era, and I've got some numbers to support that, which we can talk about along the way. But you hear the music, 
And the stereo MCs means my guy Chris Kampka from NBC Sports Chicago. Good morning, Chris. How are you, sir? Oh, Matt, what's going on? It's uh, it's wild here. I'm here in Atlanta doing the White Sox series. Good and, for you. Um, Good for yeah, you. Yeah, worked the last two. And then today I'm actually getting a chance to go. And that'll make 30 ballparks of the 30 active ballparks, number 40, including the ones that are no longer in use. So I'm pumped for that. There's wow. two things in life that I get really, really pumped for. And this is one of them. That, that is awesome. So this, will, this completes your active ballpark list, Chris Camp. Yeah, well, at least until next year. Yeah, because what's next year? Texas is the new one yeah. next year? Yeah, yeah. I'll have to make a trip to Texas. Yeah, you, you will, and then forty total. You've got me destroyed on uh, on on that level. That's that's amazing, and and you're seeing a team that's real good. And unfortunately, I don't mean the White Sox who've uh, who've lost five in a row. Uh, Josh Donaldson, the bringer of rain. Did you catch the dugout celebration for Josh Donaldson yesterday when his teammates handed him an umbrella after the home run? He ran up and down the dugout with an umbrella as the bringer of rain. That was fun. Yes. Wasn't it? That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, Donaldson. Since the beginning of last year, against the White Sox, has fifteen strikeout or fifteen walks and two strikeouts. So wow. it's kind of insane. Yeah, it's it's a really good one year free agent signing by the Braves, and um and, and Donaldson will will now go out and uh, and and make some more money. Uh, I think it's a two year deal. Oh, did they? I thought it was a one year deal. No, right. he'll get his two year deal. I think. Okay. Oh, he'll get, he'll get his he'll get his two year deal yeah. going forward. You mean? Yes, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Um, all right. Well, pretty good. Well, you get to see Giolito today, and you saw his high school teammate Max Freed yesterday, uh, and their high school teammate Jack Flaherty has been unbelievable for the Cardinals. And those three guys have a text thread after any one of them starts. They are encouraging each other, bouncing stuff off each other. That's a pretty nifty support system to have, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's amazing. I mean. We uh, yeah we showed a graphic showing the three of those guys on uh, on Friday night and it's just you look at those numbers and they're all doing really well too I mean it's not that it's not that they're just in the majors they're all thriving I mean Freed looked nasty and Giolito we see plenty of him yep. and Flaherty I mean he's he's maybe been on the biggest role of all three of them. Yeah, uh, Flaherty had had an ERA of under one uh, it, over his last nine starts before giving up a few runs last time out for the Cardinals. But they just keep getting good pitching from everybody. Michael Walker with one of his best starts of the year last night, and uh, Dakota Hudson was through his longest start of the year yesterday. The Cardinals aren't going anywhere, unfortunately. But uh, what you got for us today, Mister Chris? Before um, before you work that game again today uh, with the White Sox yep. and the Braves. Well- Got me a day off today. I'm just going there as a fan. So good for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let's start with the Cubs, and we're going to look at the month that was for one Nicholas Castellanos. So hmm. he he led. He had twenty twenty four runs. The next most Cub had fifteen. He had forty hits. Led the team. The next most was twenty seven. Eleven home runs led the team. The next most on the team was eight. Twenty extra base hits. The next most on the Cubs was 15. Oh, God. 82 total bases. The next most on the Cubs was 51. He had 31 more total bases than anyone else on the Cubs in August. Insane. And, by the way, the 82 total bases and 20 extra base hits both led the National League. He's the first Cub with 80 or more total bases and 20 or more extra base hits in a month since Alfonso Soriano in September 2007. Wow. And it was his first month as a Cub. To make it even more amazing, 
I mean, take a look at this. I mean, you know he had 11 home runs with the Tigers and the Cubs this season, but taking it a little further, he has five homers at Wrigley this season. He had three at Comerica. He has three at Great American Ballpark. So he has more, at least as many home runs in two National League Central ballparks than he had in Detroit this year. Amazing. It is quite a turnaround. And he's the first Cub to get 80 total bases or more and 20 extra base hits or more in his first month as a Cub since Mandy Brooks did it in June 1925. He debuted at the end of May, so June was his first season. All right, now so that first, uh, first I, I, I love baseball history. Uh, Mandy Brooks is a new one on me. That's uh, See, I, I don't think Mandy went on to a tremendous career. I can't imagine. No, no. But here's the thing: like being one of those people who is obsessive with stats and looks everything up always. Yeah, Mandy Brooks is one of those guys that always seems to pop up with absurd, otherworldly beginnings to major league careers. <laughs> <laughs> so he's come up a number of times for me. So I know the name way more than I should. Uh. Uh, apparently, after the Cubs uh, picked up Hack Wilson, Mandy Brooks was all but useless in the 1926 season. So, yeah, well, Hack Wilson did a fine job. In yes, place. Uh, all right, but yeah. but this is this is the kind of places we have to go as we try to contextualize the offensive production of Nick Castellanos. It is it is amazing, and um, and the amount of money that he is making himself in free agency is quite something for his agent Scott Boris to to maximize, and you know he. Without question. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's move on to the White Sox. Yes, sir. Uh, losers of five so, in a row now, 15 under 500, unfortunately. Yeah, not the best finish to the month. But let's take a look at something positive. Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu both had 40 hits in August. 44 for Anderson, 42 for Abreu. In fact, they were 1-2 in the American League in hits during the month. Wow. And Jose Abreu had a sneaky good month. He had 356, 409 on base, 593 slugging. Six homers and 28 knocked in. So it was a very under-the-radar month for him. But they were 1-2 in the AL and hits in August. They're the only 40-hit teammates in the American League this season in any month. Wow. And the last White Sox teammates to finish 1-2 in the American League hits in the month was Juan Pierre with 45 and Paul Canerco with 42 in August 2010. The only other time that the White Sox have had a pair of 40-hit teammates in a month since 2000. Wow, that, that that's amazing. T- Tim yeah, and I mean, Tim Anderson still does not have enough at bats to qualify uh, for the batting title. He's he's having a terrific year, but with only 413 plate appearances and 399 at bats, his 326 batting average does not show up in the American League. If it did, he'd be third behind DJ LeMayhew uh, and Michael Brantley in the race for the American League batting title. And I believe that will be two out of the last three seasons. It, I think he will get there, so I'm going to say he will. Um, he's inching closer. He's very close. Uh, it'll be two out of the last three seasons. The White Sox had a batter in the top three in batting average because Avi Garcia did it uh, back in 2017. So that's that's amazing. After a long drought of the White Sox not having anybody top three batting average, here it is. I mean, it, it, Anderson's having a great year doing it, and he's going to get to that um, point where he's qualified for the AL. By the way, on Anderson, 44 hits yeah. is most by a White Sox shortstop in any calendar month since Louis Aparicio also had 44 in 1970. There, there it is. Oh, man. Well, that's, that's, that's tremendous. So Abreu and Anderson doing their thing. 
and it helps us uh, helps distract us from the fact that uh, Renato Lopez, who's had a very nice second half, uh, but over his last four starts, it's uh, been ugly with an ERA of seven point four one over his last four starts. I mean, you look at what he did last Sunday: five innings, no hits, no runs, and he left the game because he was dehydrated. And then he's, you know, back to normal yesterday, and well, you never know. Yeah. So let's just throw that one out, and I'll, you know, hope for the best. I mean, the White Sox over the last four starts, ten and two thirds by their starters, ten and two third innings, thirty hits, twenty three earned runs. So th- let's forget about that. Let's get a good one for Giolito tonight, today, and you know, tonight, and, and um, let's let's just wipe that clean, and start fresh in September, because we've had a really good year in terms of. Making progress from last year. I mean, if you take a look at what they've done, they're on pace for about a, a 10 or 11 win improvement for the season. And, and anytime you can make a jump like that, that's definitely something you got to build on going forward. Thank you, Chris Kampka. We appreciate you, as always. You're the goods. All right. Thanks, Thanks for man. having me on. You got it, Jim. Uh, at C. Kampka on Twitter, he's super fun. Jim Margulis, uh, later on from Sox Machine, he's got some different feelings about the White Sox. A rebuild in terms of this particular year within the rebuild. Can I share with you? Uh, can I share a moment with you? Can I share with you kind of a sad stat as a state of the White Sox thing? Do you realize that Jose Abreu, who got to a thousand hits last week and now has a thousand and ten hits, is the active leader uh, among anybody playing in baseball for the most hits as a member of the White Sox? Got me? So this is the category. Most hits for the White Sox, for anybody that is active and playing anywhere in Major League Baseball. So who's second on that list? This is most hits as a member of the White Sox for anybody who's active anywhere in baseball. He mentioned Avisail Garcia. He's third on this list with 589 hits as a member of the White Sox. You know who's second? Oh, God. We'll see if anybody can guess it via text. Tim Anderson, who we just mentioned, is fourth. Fourth among active players in hits as a member of the White Sox with 533. Yolmer Sanchez is fifth. Yolmer Sanchez is fifth. Adam Eaton is sixth. And Gordon Beckham is second. 681 hits. For Gordon Beckham as a member of the White Sox, he is second among all active players in terms of hits as a member of the White Sox. It's 670 the score. It is hit and run. Uh, uh Uh-oh, this is not good. You Darvish is out today. You Darvish is a late scratch for the Cubs today. This is very, very much not good. Tyler Chatwood will be starting a spot start, an emergency start for Tyler Chatwood today. We will try to get an update on you, Darvish. Um, my goodness, because things have been going really, really well for Darvish. There's been a lot of good things to talk about, a lot of good things to discuss. And I was going to get to one of them or actually a couple of them next. And maybe I still will, but that's distressing. Let's figure out and find out exactly why this is happening with you Darvish and out for the forearm tightness. Uh Oh, That sucks just because if it's going to lead to anything, any kind of pause in his approach mentally, any kind of discomfort, that could be very, very damaging. Oh, man. 
I'm taking that harder than perhaps I should because it's just it's just right forearm tightness, but it could be a precursor to anything else, as you know, and just hopefully it doesn't not something that gets in his head. We also have officially expanded rosters. We have seven players that have been added to the Cubs roster today. Daniel Descalso is magically injury-free. Um, Albert Almora is back on the roster to play center field and be a defensive replacement. Taylor Davis is here as your third catcher. Wilson Contreras uh, will come eventually, hopefully. Robel Garcia is back with his big lefty bat and his defensive flexibility. Alec Mills as a potential long reliever and or spot starter. Dwayne Underwood, he of the six strikeouts in six men faced in his first relief appearance as a Cub um, early in the month of August. And Brad Week is here. Brad Week, check out this guy and get ready to see that guy. Uh, a big, tall lefty. I believe he's 6'7", they got from San Diego in the Carl Edwards trade. He has swing and miss stuff as a lefty. And I bet Brad Week will get, will get a run here. He will get a chance to use. 670 the score is where you are. Uh, Darvish has been dealing uh, with the forearm tightness apparently for up to a month he is fully expected to make his next start on Saturday. So they're just going to give him a full-on skip here in the middle of the rotation. We'll get you more from Wrigley Field. We've got our guys there, that's for sure. And when Ben Zobra speaks, we're going to try and bring that to you as well from Wrigley Field. It is me, Matt Spiegel, with you. It is Hit and Run right here on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.